Welcome back to Coach Class with me, Dom Birch. This is the podcast where I get to speak to inspirational leaders and coaches from across the globe. And I'm delighted this week to be joined by a fellow barefooter, uh, and that is Michelle Jeyu. Now, Michelle um, and I have known each other for the grand total of about three weeks and six sessions of Barefoot. And this week on the podcast, we're going to be reflecting on week three. Woo, and what a week it was. Michelle, welcome to Coach Class. Hey Dom, how you doing? I'm doing all right, I'm doing all right. As long as I don't think about it too much, I found this week quite a big week. How about you? It was massive. <laughs> it was really massive. <laughs> um, I think so far we've we've done contracting and um, paying attention and powerful questioning. And then this week was a, a deep dive into the self, ourselves. And um, yeah, it was really intense, really, really good. A lot of learning, but but quite intense for, for most of us, I think. Absolutely. So before we get going then, let's just let our listeners have a little bit of background about you. So so what brought you to, to Barefoot Coaching? It's been quite a long and windy path for me, Dom, getting to coaching. But I think it's probably fair to say I've been joining the dots up with it since about 15 years ago when I first ever experienced um, the benefits of coaching for myself. And at the time, I was going through a major life change. I was actually um, going through a a split up and finding myself a single parent. And I had a a, a wonderful boss at the time. She was fantastic in that she recognised, having had some coaching herself, that it might be something that would help me, both personally and professionally. So I just jumped in and went for it. And it absolutely changed my life at that point. Even go as far as to say that it, it it probably saved me at that point and was what I really needed to start moving forward in my life. And thereafter, I've just adopted it, really. I've read a lot. I've used it with the teams that I've, that I've led. I've been managing teams now for 20 years in the marketing and comm space. And yeah, I always try and, and, and use a kind of coaching approach where I think it's, it's the right thing to do. And now I really want to broaden that out, really, and think about doing it uh, in a more holistic way, not just, um, you know, as part of being a manager, but may- maybe even, you know, moving into full-time coaching and having my own practice. So this course is, is, this, is you know, on that journey for me. So it's been a long journey and, and I'm at the really exciting stage of learning and uh, yeah like you said what a week it's been <laughs> what a week it's been indeed and we, as you say we've been learning about the coaching relationship one of the things that came up for me in on the first day was I think Claire might have asked how do you practice unconditional positive regard for yourself and I think that was that was the bit I think where people just started to kind of like I don't know almost pause and there was this sort of intake of breath and and having chatted to a few people on the course through you know the coaching that we do with each other was that you know this is a big question wasn't it who am I am I a coach how do I show up as a person and am I am I giving myself permission that whoever I am is enough absolutely yeah and I think it was even probably more powerful for us as a question because of where we're at in our learning journey and, and as, as new coaches we inevitably look at ourselves and, and question if we're good enough 
And in trying to be present whilst practicing our coaching, the inevitable chatter happens about, you know, will I find the right questions? Will I help this person? Will I have an impact? What are they thinking? Um, so you you really do have to start noticing how you're talking to yourself because actually if you don't, you can't serve your clients and give them the best of you anyway and create that all-important coaching relationship, which is, I think, as one of the tutors said, where the magic really starts to happen. So you you have to have unconditional self-regard for uh, you know for yourself and for your clients at the same time. So what I think we all realise is that, you know, to be a great coach requires a lot of self-work as well. Absolutely. And, and and I think, you know, I was trying to explain to somebody why I'm getting out of the course and I said it's exhausting in a good way, right? And the top of my head was hurting this week. I don't know if that's a thing or maybe I just had an earache. I don't know. But the top of my head was hurting. And... It's because it feels like it's three-dimensional. We're learning about the theory and the practice and we're getting to to play and role play and, and, and actually try it out. We're being coached, which is hugely profound if you haven't had the opportunity to be coached regularly. Actually having quality time with somebody else who's there attentively listening and allowing you to explore. And of course, we're getting the chance to practice at being coaches ourselves. So it's kind of like... There's a lot going on, isn't there? Oh, there absolutely is. And like you said, all those different dimensions, I think, is what leads to the sheer exhaustion afterwards. Because like you said, you're learning, you're immediately putting into that action, either playing coach or being coached. And when you're being coached, it's bringing up stuff for you because you're you're coaching in an area that, you, you know, you want to do some work on. So your mind's going round about uh, thinking about that. And then, of course, you're observing your 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 fellow um, students um, in what they're doing and trying to do your best to be really present and really notice so you can really feed back and give them the best information on which they can they can build their skills so yeah a- after this week's uh, uh, the day two I, I honestly could have just um, gone to bed at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. absolutely full on but like you said in such a good way because it's um, it's stirring a lot of thinking and a lot of ideas for us all, which is great. And, I'm, and I also love, there's a kind of real, you know, we'll flip from Carl Jung, quote, you know, learn your theories as well as you can, but then put them aside when you touch the miracle of the living soul, I think is one of them, through to, and this is one my favourite of day one, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Which is, of course, the icon that is RuPaul. Yeah. Absolutely. And I've realised that I'm absolutely rubbish at remembering who referenced what. Um, (laughs) And and our our tutors are just amazing at kind of, you know, chucking all these references in. Um, And and sometimes I think, do you know what, it doesn't matter that you don't remember where they came from, because there are certain things that really resonate with you personally as you're going through it. And that's the stuff you remember. You will remember different stuff to what I will remember as being the most meaningful to me. And and mine for me was the kind of, because uh, I, I like to think quite visually is around, you know, the, the, the iceberg kind of way of thinking that when we, when we work with our clients, you know, if we think about a, an iceberg and what's visible at the top and, you know, the, the really transactional level at which we can work with people is around, you know, what they say and, and, and what they do. Um, but beneath the surface is that is people's self-beliefs, their past, their experiences, their values, the things that are driving the way they do things or the way they feel or the way they think. 
And actually, when we meet with client, we come with our own iceberg um, with all that stuff above and all that stuff going on below. Um, and so, you know, where are we when we're in a, in a coaching session? If we're fully giving ourselves to somebody, to the client, are we swimming around their iceberg or are we deep in our own kind of stuff that's going on? And I think that's what for me led quite nicely on to the second day this week, which was all around, you know, how do you center yourself in the moment with, with a client? Because it's actually very, very difficult to do. And it, it is a, it is a muscle that requires, you know, practice to kind of bring yourself right into the moment put aside everything you've spent the morning doing, all the things that are on your mind, notice them. That's really, really important. And that's, again, what kind of, you know, really resonated for me, which notice what you notice. We can't make those things disappear, but we can be aware of them as we go into a thinking space with somebody and give our our ears and our and ourselves fully to them in that moment to help, you know, resolve whatever it is they they choose to be with us for. I hear you. I hear you was something that came up for me. It was that moment where it's not a phrase that you might use in everyday conversation with somebody, but honouring when somebody says something and all you need to do to demonstrate that you've listened and you've heard is to say the phrase, I hear you. Yeah, it's really powerful. And it's and you know what struck me. I mean, was we, we did a bit of work around um, this Italian guy. I'm presuming by his name Assagiolioli or something. Anyway, I, I apologise. Well <laughs> I, I gave it a go, didn't I? I tried. You um, did. But you raised a point about was moving the body. Was that about a, a, a bit about helping connect the mind? I think they, you know, we did this kind of little funny thing, didn't we? We have to ask each other questions. And and Claire and Liz, when they demoed it, actually stood up to do it. And I think you asked, you know, is that deliberate? Is that part of of getting into that zone? And that exercise was was quite <laughs> profound, wasn't it? And I I remember what I felt as I watched um, them demonstrate it. I was thinking, oh no that's that's this isn't going to work for me you know as a kind of moment where I thought no um but actually when we did the exercise and we got up and you know we had to kind of you know go through the exercise and it's a really difficult exercise to explain to anyone and and I think like they said you have to do it to experience it but there was a real um realization that in order to be grounded you have to be grounded in body and in mind and doing both really helps you center. I mean, I, I, I've, I've kind of had a real awakening this week, I think, through the coaching that I've had. So not just through the learning and the and the sort of doink moments you get, but also I started to explore some stuff on day one and then sort of built on it on day two. That's sort of walking down this, in my head, I'd been walking down this tightrope of worrying about, you know, almost getting positive feedback to the point that might lead me to get, you know, a bit big-headed, uh, to even the word arrogant. And Conchita asked me this really interesting question. She said, well, all right, if that's on one side of the tightrope, what's on the other side? And immediately, like visually, the tightrope became a football pitch in width. And I realised that this tightrope that I kept on thinking I was treading down, actually I was walking down a really big, wide open space. And just by behaving in a certain way or seeking feedback in a certain way, wherever it was, you know, I wasn't about to fall off this tightrope. And it was just... I think those moments that you have that are really like powerful are, are what, you know, coaching's around for me. It's, it's, it's that giving somebody space and giving them your presence 
so that they, you create that environment for them where they are able to discover something that's there in front of them, but they just haven't been able to see it. Is it, is it kind of filling you with like energy or, or, or where are you at in the kind of like, because I, I know for some of us, it's, we sort of seem to be oscillating. Kind of, you know, one, one person's on the crest of a wave at times and then somebody else is sort of, you know, down, down below going, oh my God, I, I know nothing. I um, feel like this week was a bit of a turning point for me. The first week, um, I remember thinking, I, I don't think I can do this. I'm not sure this is for me. And just, um, you know, even simple things like going into the first practice straight away, you're encouraged to, you know, talk to, you know, your your coachee about the contracts, you know, what, what's going to happen, how long you're going to be talking. I remember just even feeling embarrassed to do that part. And this week I found myself just relaxing into the coaching practice and just going do you know what forget the questions forget the tools we've already learned and the theories and the you know the the people that we're learning about just listen to this person be present follow their line of thinking and just trust that those questions are going to come and trust that they will get something out of this um, in this moment and do you know what that worked better for me so um, I'm going to try and chill out a bit going forward and just try and jump into it with um, less expectations of myself and and you know you talked about a tightrope and um, for me it's like a straight jacket so I think the straight jacket's going to go off from this point forward and um, I'm just going to go for it so I'm, I'm comfortable with the pace of that you know I'm not going to know everything I'm not going to have experienced everything I'm not always going to get it right and that's okay. The word that sprung to mind for me when I was chatting to a mate of mine as I was walking the dog this morning was calm. I, I was sort of trying to retain that sense of calmness. And Liz said something um, because I think I was being coached and I was kept on asking myself questions. And she said, for some clients, enabling them to self-coach is the work. And then she encouraged me to kind of, you know, get, she said, go meet yourself and what if the surprise that I'd expressed was replaced with trust? Just really thoughtful you know, calming words that I needed to hear this week. Listen, we could mm-hmm. chat forever, but we can't we because can't. we're running out of time. So um, <laughs> I just want to say, Michelle, absolute pleasure um, having you on Coach Class this week. Thank you, because because what you've done today has enabled me to just reflect on things in a different way and hearing you say the things that have struck a chord for you and your straitjacket analogy is fantastic because it's just like another moment to remember and to, and to learn from. So I really, really appreciate you coming on Coach Class. Thank you so much. No, thank you, Dom. I, I feel the same. So thanks. Thank, thank you for having me on. See you later. Take care. Bye-bye.